Hello, Internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Podcast, episode 182. I'm Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm Zach. And we are here for more Twilight Zone. I almost did the doo-doo-doos, but I didn't want to be stupid. So uh, we're doing Andy's picks, which is season three, episode four, The Passerby. And season one, episode 21, Mirror, uh, Mirror Image. Now, I don't know which one we're doing first. I'm pretty sure he's probably going to choose season one, right? Before? I mean, that's what makes sense to me. We'll do the season one episode first. Okay. One of these years, we're going to get smart. We're going to write an intro for the Twilight Zone segment. You know, like in the, in the style of the Ron Serling yeah. intro. And then Every I- year, we get about this far and like, oh, we should have done that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll make sure that we're better next time. Um, but before we get into those two episodes, guys, what the hell you've been watching, playing, or doing? I'm going to start it off with Zach. You go first. Well, uh, I've been watching uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. I'm like, I think, 11 episodes in where he's doing the thing where he's trying to learn Genkai's techniques, but there's some demon or whatever that's trying to also learn Genkai's techniques. So he scared. hasn't even met. What is it? He and and Rose guy yet? Uh, Kurama. Kurama. That's his name. Yeah, he already, he did that already. That was oh, okay. I, th- I knew that was first, but I don't remember. Kurabar just used his spirit sword the first time. He got the tingle. <laughs> but um, I've been kind of uh, wanting to watch an anime again for a while, and then finally, I I've been thinking about watching that one again for some time, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm just gonna I'm gonna start with this one. And so far, it's been better than what I remembered it being. Um, and I was talking to somebody about, oh, yeah, th- I watched this, that happened, that happened. And they're just like, this anime is a lot like Bleach. I'm like, I guess it is. I didn't really think about that before, like how it kind of starts out and stuff. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. I, w- I tried to watch Bleach when it first came out, and I got bored of it after like 50 episodes. Yeah, there's too much Bleach. Too much. Too much, too much stalling. Mm. Um, I've read a bunch of comic books uh, recently. I don't think I mentioned that before. Oh, yeah, which I one? read like uh, I read a uh, Gordon of Gotham, which is like a collection of like some mini series that have Jim Gordon in it, and some of uh, Gotham uh, City Police Department, which is like just a book about the cops in Gotham city doing like procedural shit. I always wanted to read that. It's just like called like GCPD or something like that. That sounded like a good series to me. Yeah. Like uh, Chuck Dixon wrote that. Honestly, Chuck Dixon wrote almost all of this except for like one, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's really cool stuff. Yeah. I've always kind of been curious about GCPD, but wh- what I read of it, I was like, this is cool. I, I want to find like a dedicated like trade of that now. I, um, I I think that's what they were trying to. Uh, that was like supposed to be the the show with the young Bruce Wayne Gotham yeah. or, or whatever. Like we were supposed to get more of like a cop show out of it, uh, which it is a little bit. But Somewhat. I I want <laughs> I want it to be like Law and Order, but just Gotham. That <laughs> that's what I want. That's kind of what this is in the book form. Really, there's very little to no supervillain chicanery going on in it at all. That's good. Like, that's good. Bull, Bullock, Bullock beats up Polka Dot Man with a baseball bat and gets in trouble with internal affairs. That's one of the fucking stories that goes on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, guess, I guess you can't do that. No, you can't. Uh, 
whatever happened to this country. Another <laughs> one I, uh, I read was uh, Who is Wonder Woman? Which is like a, kind of a soft reboot they were doing like in 06 or 07. They were trying to like reorganize all her villains and like reintroduce them and redo all the stakes and everything because this storyline happened where she killed uh, the guy that was the bad guy in Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, I fucking forgot his name. It's like Max something. She snapped his neck in the comic and killed him. Lord? It was, it was a big deal. Maxwell Lord, yeah. yeah. And then everybody was like, oh shit. And she was like, I can't be a superhero anymore. I fucking murdered a guy. I gotta leave. So she just leaves. <laughs> she just gets out of there. Um, it's kind of cool. That was pretty good. Uh, it served its purpose, I think. Uh, a lot of good it did, I guess, 10, 15 years later. <laughs> uh, I read Batman Curse of the White Knight uh, by Sean Gordon Murphy, which is a sequel to White Knight, which is after Joker became Jack Napier and basically beat Batman by being normal <laughs> and, and exposing corruption in the police department and in the city. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So there was, he basically uncovered this plot in like the city's government that there was this thing called the Batman Devastation Fund that of all the rich people in Gotham, they buy up like really shitty like parts of the city, like property, and they have Batman insurance taken out on it for when it gets destroyed. When there's a Batman incident, they get paid oh, back a bunch of money. Of money. Oh. Yeah. And he had no idea. He had no fucking idea this was going on the whole time. So it's, it's crazy. Nice. But this is like a continuation of that, and Azrael's involved, and he was in wars and shit, and basically him and a bunch of guys get AR-15s and a bunch of crazy shit and just kill people. He kills he kills guys. It's crazy. It's I can't get into it. There's too much. What comic's that? <laughs> Batman Curse of the White Knight, which is a sequel to White Knight that came out a couple years before. I I gotta there's three there's three of these. There's three Azrael's in it. Is it from like the mid to mid to late nineties or something? No, no, this is new stuff that's come oh, out. This is in the new past, stuff. Oh, past okay. couple of years, yeah. I, I kind of I would check them out. I kind of want to get them. All of them that you just mentioned. I can get yeah. There's one more I just read. This is short. It was Captain America, Nick Fury, Other World War, mm-hmm. which is it, Nick Fury and the Talon Commandos are doing shit in World War Two, and Captain America is looking for Red Skull, and then. Red Skull steals the eye of Agamotto, the fucking thing that Doctor Strange is supposed to have, but he's the Doctor Strange we know yeah. doesn't exist yet. It's an old guy. It's it's his predecessor. And they go to the other dimension where Dormammu is and they get involved in fucking antics there. And it's a pretty simple story. It's not that long. Okay. Simple. <laughs> Simple compared yeah, to all these they, other things, it is. They they go to a Cthulhu dimension during World War II. Simple. I mean, like all these other things, it would take way longer to explain what happens. And I, I've been playing Final Fantasy IV still. Uh, yes. I just got done getting out of the under go, going up Tower of Babel again, which is slightly annoying. Did <laughs> but, did um did a party member just fall to his death or something like that? Oh, two people died. Two people died. Allegedly. I didn't see... I saw one of them die with my own eyes. The other one, I didn't see it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think I'm think I rem- I'm remembering then. Okay. Yeah. That's all. All right. Andy. Rally what about, Ho. What about you? Uh, I watched a bunch more 
awesome games done quick. This was my favorite year of it. It was super good. Like the finale was a guy beating Metal Gear Solid in like a fucking hour or something. It was really cool. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I watched uh, Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, oh my God. I watched so much stuff. I can't even remember it now. But it was extremely good. Really exciting. Um, I'll never. That's not something I could ever do. Like it's. I, I, Zach said something to me. He said it's the antithesis of how I play games, and I thought that that resonated. That makes a lot of sense. But that doesn't make it any less entertaining for me to watch. I fucking love watching GD. Uh, yeah, GDQ. It's super fun. And other than that, played a bunch of Pokemon Shield. I think I'm about to beat it. I have. I, I've. I've beat um, every gym, and a bunch of trainers, and I'm about to fight the last year's champion. And I think. You know the the B plot the or I guess the A plot the B plots the gym shit is something's happening I don't know I don't know what's going on in that game the plot something's the, happening the plot sucks compared to the other Pokemon games and the other Pokemon games have barely any plot at all so that's saying something but whatever it's fun it's a fun game I have I, I really like my team they're all they're all cool guys and and girls oh and uh, I watched a couple episodes of some TV shows uh, James May Army in Japan Marvel's Miss Maisel some other stuff whatever. Hmm. But GDQ, that was that was what's where it's at, maybe. Nice. Me, um I watched the expanse. There's only six episodes, so I hope they come out with more. Uh they left it on a cliffhanger. There's so many answers that need to be or questions that need to be answered. And there is more coming, right? Like that's announced or whatever? As of right now, no. So, oh really? Yeah. I was under the impression it was. So I wonder if like you're trying to... it, it, it like recommended me to start it and I almost did and now I'm kinda of glad I didn't because I want to know if there's gonna be more first. Well the, the series is good until I mean the last season wasn't bad. It's just that it was short. And that's because of the whole COVID thing. That they didn't have enough oh, sure. time to uh do it and plus all the scheduling and stuff, so it only got six episodes. Maybe we might get more. I don't know. But I recommend it still. Uh, the other seasons are awesome. Um, I also watched Saving Private Ryan again. Because I got in the mood to watch that. That movie's amazing. Uh, it's, no, it's not. <laughs> it's just that... I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that, like... That was the year, like, 2000, or, or was it 1999 it came out, or 2000? I thought it was 98. Was it 98? It might be 98. Um, but, man, it, how it's shot, it's just amazing. Even D-Day, is it, it, it's amazing. Um, but that movie made me want to buy military sim games that are not <laughs> in World War II era for some strange reason. So I bought... Ready or Not, which is a uh, SWAT-like game. So if you ever played the game SWAT 4, it's like that, which is upgraded graphics. You're in my way, sir. Yeah. God damn it, Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I bought Zero Hour, which is like an international SWAT team. Like you're a private military, but doing SWAT like missions. So it's uh, Rainbow Six? Yeah. Um, that sounds like Rainbow Six. Yeah. <laughs> And then I also, the third game is uh, Ground Branch, which is the creators of uh, the old Ghost Recon game, like Ghost Recon Island Under Times, um, and Ghost Recon 1 on Xbox or PlayStation 2, if you ever played it. Uh, they created like a military sim, so it's first person. It has like 
kind of like similar maps to Ghost Recon, um, but with their own twist. One shot, one kill. It's not like your uh, first-person shooter where you have like this fucking million armors and shit, and you you get an indicator when you kill someone. The only way you know how to kill someone is when you're looking at their dead body and they're just not moving anymore. That's how you know. Oh, and I, I played Escape from Tarkov because I was like, hey, let's do a Russian uh, military sim game. So let me go play that. I, I had... Oh. and. That game's realistic because I stepped on the piece of glass and then I got sniped in the woods. So, and what did the glass have to do with? It? Oh, because it made noise. Never yeah. Mind. So, um, there's like I thought it was gonna be like Die Hard, where you lost foot power when you yeah, stepped on glass. Yeah, that's what I thought. You were. I stepped on a piece of glass and then I bled to death, and I was gonna be like, "Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty hardcore." <laughs> that game is fucking hardcore. <laughs> no, okay, that makes more sense. What's funny is, like, I got out of a firefight with someone because I killed them, and I'm like, oh, shit, I have all this loot. And then, like, my dumb ass, like, read the sign. I'm like, man, it looks like a don't go here because there's mines. And I walked, and a mine blew up, and I started bleeding, and I died because I didn't have first aid or anything to heal myself. So I just died. With <laughs> a all... bunch of loot, but no first aid. Yep. So... I don't know anything about this game. What, Escape from Tarkov? Yeah, well, looks cool. Yeah, it's 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 intense. Um, it's outdoors too, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it dead size is stupid. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else I've done. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's it. Um, so let's let's get into the Twilight Zone episodes. Andy, these are your picks. So. You lead the way with us on the first episode. We've done this several years now, so like I've picked a lot of like my absolute favorites and the classics. Like we watched um, "To Serve Man" and, and a few of the other like really obvious ones already. So this year, I was going to choose least popular Twilight Zone just to prove the series as a whole is is an absolute classic. Even the bad episodes are good, but. I, I, I was finding lists that were, like, the most underrated or the most overlooked. I kind of started thinking, maybe this is going to be more fun. Plus, one of them is The Passerby, which I, I talk about constantly. It's one of my one of my personal favorite episodes ever, but it's just not one of the most famous. So I needed something to go with that, and I found Mirror Image from Season 1. And a big part of the reason it's talked about now is because in interviews, uh, Jordan Peele said that this episode is the inspiration for the movie us did you guys see us no, no but i've i've heard people talk about it and i know the premise. you should it's great i i like it better than get out i think get out is the better movie but i think us is more fun i think that's a really fun scary movie it's a good old time uh but anyway um mirror image it's just about uh this woman M millicent i think her name is just wait millicent for barnes millicent barnes that's it she's waiting for a bus at a bus station and just weird shit keeps happening. She's her. She's checked her bag, but she hasn't checked her bag. And the guy, the guy's like, "Stop asking me when the bus is gonna get here. I'm angry for some reason. Like, it just could be a dick asshole." But he says she she's asked him when the bus will be here like three times, and she goes into the washroom, and the lady's like, "You were just in here," and she says, "No, I wasn't." And um, as the episode goes on, you catch glimpses of like a doppelganger of her. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, is she crazy or is something weird going on? And uh, something something weird is going on. 
Yeah, because it, it shows like the suitcase being checked in and then it's like next to her and it's missing all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the the one thing I didn't like about this episode with, with the premise of this doppelganger mm-hmm. is, you know, when she faints because, you know, she saw herself on the bus and then the, the guy uh, that's with her. Like she, she wakes up and all of a sudden she starts to have like this multi. I was like, oh, I read this in the book once, the multiverse, and I'm like, wow, it's just out of nowhere. But okay, yeah, no, that's pretty stupid, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like you needed, you needed the guy. Or, I mean, you needed someone there who's like, this is gonna sound crazy, but I, I work it. I work for Bell Labs and something, something parallel universes or something like that. I mean, that even that would be far-fetched, but it's just weird that she's like, I read this in a book one time. It's like, what fucking book? <laughs> Why do you think she quit her job? She got fired for reading books. <laughs> weird books. <laughs> and, you know, the guy, the angry uh, clerk guy, like, I, I kind of get his frustration because he probably did deal with all uh, her uh, her doppelgangers that were hanging around asking when's the bus coming when's the bus coming like you just asked 15 minutes ago sit down so so you're saying there's multiple doppelgangers well yeah there's uh, one i think as far as i know there's one yeah well there's two technically but of her there's one yeah well i mean he made it sound like there was three but maybe the doppelganger x twice maybe that's i think i think she just pestered him a bunch and he was pissed off it seemed like there was like a script or a scheme that the doppelganger has to make her start feeling like she's crazy. Like maybe that's that's the scheme is because she she talks about the the doppelganger needs to replace replace them and the doppelgangers to make it clear they're doing this maliciously. They're evil because you mm. see are, them and they're like smirking at the camera. It's like ah oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> these are Twin Peaks doppelgangers. Yeah, no, these aren't these aren't cool ones. These are mean ones. <laughs> But uh, I think I think maybe like they're trying to subvert her sanity or something. They're they're making everyone doubt her sanity. Hence, the police get called and then they take her away, which is like really tragic in hindsight. Like at the end of the episode, if you think back to that, that's that's really tragic. Mm-hmm. That he he had her sent away like that because she was clearly sane. Well, the thing is, is like. And I thought the same thing because the cops just roll up and they just like literally kidnap this lady and and go away. Uh, Yeah, but like back then, I I imagine when people are talking about multiverses and seeing doubles of them and that like automatically they'll be calling up the cops and and getting that uh, white jacket, that stray jacket. Yeah, get on the phone immediately. This dame's in hysterics. Get down here. (laughs) Um. It's it's a real short episode because you like there's like three points like she gets up, sees her bag acting funny like missing and then not missing and then she asks the clerk then she goes into the bathroom that's another point and then she meets the guy um, which is kind of like playing a good Samaritan in a way be like oh what's happening but and then like they start to have like some type of love interest even though it doesn't like show it after that because he's like oh you're you know, you're more than fine and then they like flirt and then they go to the bus and then that's when she freaks out and all that stuff and then it, he, it's almost like it almost feels like there's going to be a happy ending to the episode or something yeah 
what would you think of like the 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 end end where he, he sees a doppelganger of himself the end saves the episode for me because i had seen it before but i couldn't remember it that well and at the first act we'll call it like where little things are happening she's starting to think she's crazy part of me was just kind of like let's get on with it you mm. know i i get it something weird's going on show me the weird i'm watching twilight zone over here and you know the second act stuff is getting accelerated and everything but i i i don't get um you, you don't get enough of like you know something sinister is going on but the ending is far away my favorite part where he sees his doppelganger and he's chasing him down the street and the, and the doppelganger's just like smiling hysterically i love it it's, it's so creepy it's, it's awesome <laughs> but yeah the ending's my favorite part yeah the I, rest I, of it's okay i just don't get that like i can understand the woman's doppelganger right like if she misses this bus she, her her life herself won't feel the gratitude of getting that job that she's going to because her doppelganger's going right so it, it's a whole new life she's going to be meeting all these new people that's the perfect opportunity to replace her in yeah yeah well as the guy he just he just runs out the door and runs down the street and i'm just like well what is he actually replacing is he is he running to his probably i'm just assuming because they never mention it like maybe his wife <laughs> yeah he has, actually has a wife I mean, oh, no, he just said he was going to Albany for something. I don't even remember why. But he just like runs out. No. It's it, it just a bus journey. That's the perfect opportunity to replace someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, I, with me, I would have rather had what she talked about in the episode where it's like two multiverses are colliding somehow and everybody's you know having this oh i've already talked to you but it was the actual other person like i misremembered this episode that way the way you're describing it i thought that's what it was is there was like two universes and this is like a weird ley line situation this is where the universes overlap and the other her like checked in her bag but this her for some reason decided not to and it was just like one weird butterfly effect thing and it was gonna do that and I kind of like forgot what the point of this episode was. And then toward the end, you know, it's, oh, it's a sinister doppelganger. Evil from another dimension wants to replace her. Yeah. I mean, the only thing evil about them is they want to replace them. I mean, other than... It's pretty evil. I'm just... I mean, I, it's, it's pretty evil. I, I'm not, I mean, they, they want to literally steal everything they have their entire existence. Pretty big. Yeah. But like I, I wish it was the multiverse kind of thing. Um, but it was just a doppelganger, and I, I get the, uh, you know, like the lesson kind of. Uh, well, just don't let yourself, uh, your other self, your maybe your conscience, whatever, take over. I don't know what they were going for in this episode, but I, I, it was okay. I didn't go. Wow, this is amazing. Just one How great, though, I really like, and it's a really simple effect. I'm sure it's just like a fish fishing line or something. But uh, the guy puts his bag down, and then he walks into the, the front of the shot and leans down to take a drink, and when he lean, when he stands up, his bag is gone. I love that part. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty spooky. <laughs> Zach, what about you? Anything that uh, you disliked, or were you more in the like area? No, I, I like this episode. It's kind of a, um, 
I know people say all oh, these are some of the most popular episodes or like these are the only ones I remember really well from me first seeing the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I liked it back then too. I was like, oh, that's crazy. Here's a doppelganger. And <laughs> uh, I kind of got into like the slow build of it really. Cause it's like, yeah, it doesn't give you anything for a little bit. It's all her bags gone. What the hell? And she goes in the bathroom and then she sees herself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, what the f-? And, uh, then it kind of backs off for a little bit and then the bus scene happens. Um, so it gave me enough to keep me invested. Um, <clears throat> and the, yeah, the end is great. It's like one of those crazy bombastic twilight zone endings. I I, um, I I gotta admit, like, for that time, seeing, like, the double people, like, him in front and him in the back running, even though it's obvious, like, the guy in front is, like, looking back at a green screen or whatever, um, but it was... I guess it was, like, a, a rear projection of, of him or mm, something. Yeah. Something like that. But, uh, um, yeah, that, that was cool. Also, real quick, how fun is it that the lead in this is the sister in Psycho? That's Oh yeah, that's right. I didn't know that. Wonder why it looked kind of familiar. Mm-hmm. But I mean, honestly, you could argue she's kind of Psycho's weird. Like, who's the lead in that movie? I don't know. But she had good like facial expressions, like when she's confused and like kind of out of it, where she's like, "Wait, that doesn't seem right at all. Like, mm-hmm. what's what's going on here?" And um, there, there was multiple times she's done that. That was good. What what was the uh, the the lady in the bathroom? Is she like a janitor or whatever for the the bus? I, I guess I think she was like scrubbing the sink when she came in. So yeah, she must be just like a, a janitor, housekeeping or whatever. That's my guess. Yeah, because like, I mean, I understood like some bathrooms back in the day, like they had this person who would like hand out towels and shit. Like, so I I don't figure a bus station. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, do we all recommend this? I mean, I'm always going to recommend Twilight Zone, but mine's like a kind of like a mild uh, recommendation for this one. Yeah, like, I mean, if you're watching it in order, you're going to get to this one right off the bat anyway. But if you're trying to watch them in like, oh, must watch order, you'll get to this one further down the road. But it's still good. You still got to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I recommend it. Cool. Also, if you like this episode at all, go watch the movie Us. The, the movie's great. Yeah, I got I I know I said I was going to watch it before this, but... I'll watch it soon. Got a lot of other shit going on. Uh, what's the next episode? We got season three, episode four, The Passerby. The pass- Passersby, I guess. L- last week I said Passerby, and I was wrong. It's Passersby. I mean, clearly there's more than one in the episode. This this episode's more of the spotlight for me. Uh, mm. This is one of my favorites. It's uh, I-, I just think it's a really well-written episode, and it's just a really compelling story. And I don't understand why this one's not more famous honestly but it's uh the end of the civil war it's uh 1865 april 1865 they say that at the end i think and um there's a bunch of confederate soldiers on the road just like going home because they lost the war gettysburg and all this other shit already happened they're they've lost the confederacy has surrendered and they're all just going home they're beaten they don't have their weapons anymore their their uniforms are disheveled there's walking along the road, trying to get home, you know, going down the road to whatever's down the road mm-hmm. is kind of all they ever say. And this guy stops. He's uh, There's a woman on a rocking chair in front of this mansion, a burned out mansion, of course. And uh, 
he just wants some water and it's kind of just them talking about the civil war and um and death and revenge and oh all kinds of stuff like honestly there isn't a ton that happens in this episode because it's just the one set it's just the front of mm. the, the burned out house and it's just the two characters talk a lot and she sees a few people on the road that they interact with as well but it's kind of hard to describe what happens in this episode without just yes. word for word talking about every single conversation i guess the i mean there's a couple of things that we could talk about um the one question i have is like did it feel like a lot of time passed because when they like cut or did transitions to the next scene, it felt like her and this guy were like on that porch for forever. Because you know, spoiler alert, um, you know, they're all dead. That the road going down was the uh, like the purgatory before you get to the light kind of thing. Uh, I think it was like. You know, uh, an evening, a night, and a morning, pretty much. Because he's, like, helping her with something, like chopping wood or something. And um, there's a night, you know, it's dark. They can't see the soldier's face, the the guy who's blinded. Mm. And then the next morning, I think, he's like, well, thanks for your hospitality. I'm leaving. And she's like, I'll be all alone. Don't leave me. So I think it just happens over the course of an evening, a night, and a morning. Okay. I, I, I felt like it was more... Um, because of all the troops that are, you know, that died in that war, it's kind of like, oh, it's a really long line of people. Well, the line may have started previously. Like, it, it just feels like this is, this is the, the end mm -hmm. of it. Maybe. I, it just, and also, presumably, uh, it started whenever she died. Mm hmm And it, it's funny because, like, I've seen this episode before all the time. Uh, but the first time I seen this episode, I didn't, you know, even though it kind of throws it in your face, be like, oh, I've, I have this fever. I'm not feeling well. I didn't like connect it. But like, oh, she's dead, too. And she's just stuck yeah. waiting. They uh, do a really good job of like, like, it's pretty immediate. Like, uh, she sees the guy who lives up the road and she says, oh, we heard you got shot. We heard you got shot in the head. And, oh, your, your wife's going to be so glad to, to see you. You know, I know if it was my husband, Judd, I, I wouldn't let you go and blah, blah, blah. And he like drops his hat and she's looking at it and she says there's blood on it. But if you look closely, there's a hole in it as well. Mm. And like, you know, if you're paying attention, you kind of figure out the twist right off the bat. Like, oh, they're all dead. Yeah, that that's that's the that's these these people were all killed in the Civil War and they're on their way to the afterlife. But the the real twist is when you figure out no she's dead too and she's in denial and you know she, i kind of interpret it as her spirit isn't at rest because she's so like upset and vengeful about her husband getting killed because she's talking about oh i want to find a union soldier and put this gun in his face and say this is you're the last death of the civil war will kill you you know that kind of thing well it's it's kind of like that whole kind of like purgatory but like kind of not taking the fact that you're dead and you don't want to move on yet because you're like, you know, you always hear about like the haunted places, like people are stuck around because they don't want to move on. That's the impression I got is like, if she says, no, I absolutely won't come. And she doesn't follow her husband or Abe Lincoln or whoever, 
and she stayed there, it's like a haunted place because her spirit isn't at rest and it's vengeful and it's upset. Mm. I I have to admit, like this episode is there's a couple episodes in the Twilight Zone series that like as a kid I was always freaked out about. Like the diner one where the guy takes off his uh uh, diner hat and he has like a third eye and all that stuff but that that one episode that freaked yeah. me that freaked me up out as a child this ep- uh the mannequin uh episode where all the mannequins turn to like real life people that freaked me out oh yeah yeah it's yeah. one of the ones i picked yeah <laughs> and <laughs> this one with the fucking the lieutenant on the uh the the fucking horse the the union uh soldier and like he's he's talking weird um he's like in the shadow and like he's like you have water and he's like yeah i i do you remember me at all and he's like yeah yeah you were the one you helped me and she takes out a fucking double barrel shotgun and (laughs) takes pop shots at it and like nothing happens to him i was freaked out and then when the light went over his face and then you see and you got to keep in mind i played silent hill so like it was some Silent Hill character right there, and I was all fucking scarred for life. Um, <laughs> and you know, if it's that extreme now, and I think so too, it's like, oh my god, he's he's horribly scarred blind. Mm-hmm. But if it's that extreme now, like this aired on television in 1961, yeah. <laughs> like, I imagine the studios got some letters or something. <laughs> it would always confuse me, right? Like. All those soldiers, and keep in mind, they came from a war, so like they're all exhausted as it is as a human, and then probably when they're dead, be like, "Oh, I'm so tired. I'm just going on this road until I get to the light. I'll, I'll be, I'll be energetic." But like you had the guy and the woman like talking normal, but all the other people are uh, well. Besides Lincoln, Lincoln was kind of animated a little bit and had that presidential voice of. Uh, reasoning the guy who plays lincoln like killed it like mm. i thought he was really good <laughs> yeah I, I the jokester in me is like well i just got headshotted <laughs> i can't respawn <laughs> um but uh that always confused me too because everybody just felt dead and not alive but like these two characters that we're experiencing on this porch does and it kept making me think that the guy didn't want to leave at some point too. That's why he stopped. Was that a thing? You think that he wasn't ready? I think it felt more like he didn't know that he died yet. Mm. Like he didn't figure it out until he had that conversation with the lieutenant. Yeah, when when he turned, and then like when her husband turns up, he says, "Sergeant, you you know what this is, or something like that." And he says, "I think I do. I don't know." Yeah, like he does. He doesn't outright say it. Okay, yeah, so that that makes sense, uh, like, on the build-up of the twist of her finally finding out that I she's... I think he's figuring it out with us. Mm-hmm. I think he sees the hat, and then especially the, the Union lieutenant, that's probably, you know, he he saw the guy die. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Lincoln one was... Uh, I like how Lincoln, and she was a Confederate... Uh, person right because she was waiting for her confederate uh husband and like having her kind of like agree with lincoln 
Like she, you would think because she had so much anger, right? Like she wanted to shoot that lieutenant because of the war, and it's like now you have the president of the United States who was, you know, for the Union, and she didn't show any anger because I think she, I guess, finally knew what was happening, and like yeah, almost she, she was starting to understand, and her husband had kind of like goaded her on, you know, I'll be waiting for you just up the road. And, and I guess you could probably say, well, we must be dead because why would the president just be on a stroll on this road? <laughs> yeah, like she knows he's dead. Like that was, you know, a pretty big deal, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe she got the news that he was dead and then um, that's when she got the fever and died. <laughs> maybe that's happened. Um, but Zach, do you have anything you, you want to say about this episode? Uh, yeah, this is another one of those... Uh episodes i remember seeing when i first saw the show and i i always thought it was a good one nobody really talks about it though i think mm -hmm. um it's kind of a it's another slow burn kind of episode but it's more uh uh how do i say this it's more it's more of a consistent slow burn mm -hmm. it's like slowly your the pieces are kind of falling into place yeah um and I like the end. I like the end when she talks to Abe Lincoln. That was that was good. Quit Shakespeare. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was very poignant. He says something about like not fearing death, and I think that's kind of the last thing that pushes her over accepting her fate. Also, uh, she's like, "Oh, I've had a fever. I've been sick," and it's obvious to be like she had a fever. She died. Mm -hmm. But the guy's talking about, you know, if you have that kind of hate in your heart it'll kill you. Yeah. So I wonder if like the subtext isn't like she died also, like maybe of a broken heart and also just like this, this, this hate that ate away at her. Mm. Cause it's just a fever. You know, how many fevers have you had in your life that you've got over? Like what a fever from what? I think it was just a fever from like, you know, wanting revenge and, or you know, broken heart. Her husband died. That's possible. I mean, that was also still during a time where you could die from a fucking fever. I mean, that's very true. I mean, of course, <laughs> she's out here in this like burned out house by herself with no care, obviously. But I, I think it's more poignant to be like, oh, it was one of the yeah, things. true, true. Yeah, I, 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 I think people don't like talk about this a lot is because of the set, because it's in one area. Um, but like, it's the story. That's what the story, the dialogue. Yeah. That's all I need. A lot of Twilight Zone episodes take place in one area. True. They were very utilitarian. They were very cheap. It, it, when they could be. I guess it doesn't have. I, I'm, I'm, this is not my opinion. I'm just trying to guess what their opinion is. Um, of those people who are just like, yeah, the, the, and then you have the passwords buys and all that stuff. Um, but I imagine some people just, don't. Some people don't like Civil War shit. Well, true. Yeah, and yeah. and also because people um, like a bigger twist, and even though this was a big twist, it's you know she's dead. Um, but like, I guess there's a lot of episodes where it's like, oh, they've been dead the whole time, so maybe people got bored of it. I don't know. Maybe who knows? I don't know. They're they're all wrong. Like I said, this is this is like one of my top five favorite episodes. I really like this one. Oh wow, cool. Uh, we all recommend this one. I I like. Out of the two you picked, I like this one the most. Me too. Uh, yeah, so, Zach, you're the last person for your picks. What are your picks for next week? Um, 
my picks are season one, episode 34, the after hours, the now made infamous mannequin episode. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of expectations now. Yeah. And then the other one is season four, episode four. He's alive. He is alive. Is that the Hitler one? That is the, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Is this one of the most famous episodes of the show ever produced? I don't, Maybe. It's got Dennis Hopper in it. The guy from Speed? Before he says, a monkey. Before that. <laughs> Way before that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's one of my favorite episodes is, is that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so watch those episodes and come back here and we will talk about it. And then we'll also give our ranking because that's our gimmick. Um, but before we end the show, we have some news finally. Three big news. I actually remember the third one while we were uh, doing the show. But uh, let's start off with the the kind of drama-ish thing going on right now. So Frosk, who is a host, or one of the hosts of G4. I, I don't know how the host situation goes for G4 now. Because like, it seems like all the... They have ho- multiple shows, so I, I think... think yeah, I think she's primarily on X-Play. Okay. Um, so... She was talking about Red Dead Online, which that's another thing that we could talk about, like maybe another episode where Rockstar is like, yeah, we're just stop doing Red Dead Online um, because it's not making us money. Um, Then she went into a transition about sexism, uh, sexism in gaming. Does it happen? Sure. Probably does. Um... But she, like, put it all into one area. But, like, all single male, um, you guys are sexist. Um, you don't like how I look because I'm not like Olivia Munn or Morgan Webb. Uh, and then she goes into a rant, like, about how th- the reason why she makes mistakes is because she's not used to reading scripts and shit. Um, because they divide and conquer. They don't all play every video game so someone plays a video game and puts a script and she reads it because she's the face which is fine but just like jim Cornette says don't expose the business <laughs> yeah I, I think i think that's the main part like a lot of people are interpreting it as oh she she attacked the fans she attacked men or whatever it doesn't whatever honestly the the thing she's upset about that conversation has a very real place but it's not on that show. Hmm. Like all the points she makes are valid. It's just everyone's tuning in for a nice show about like it was. It, it was like uh, the airing of grievances. They were like doing a Festivus gag or something, and she like goes off on this like this thing where she um what's the wrestling term where you expose the business? It's not a shoot, kayfabe. It's, uh, it's something. She broke well, kayfabe. She broke kayfabe. I think that's the phrase I'm looking for. And then like did all this stuff and like you know lumped in all the other presenters and was talking about all this other stuff with uh, uh adam Sessler and, and everyone else and like it might just be my interpretation because i find it like i find the whole thing like incredibly cringy but like i feel like some of the other hosts are sitting there like god i wish you would shut up right now like I, this isn't exactly what we need to be doing on this on this performance i don't know if this is what we want to put out there right now mm-hmm well, I mean, it's a very young relaunching of that network right now, and I feel like mm-hmm. it's just going to hurt them. Like, uh, if if that's the way things are going to go, they're going to be done in a year or less. 
Yeah, and it, it, I mean, if you guys follow my Joe Dubs 35 channel, I, I talked about this on one of my, uh, my Xbox podcast episode because she frames herself as like this Xbox ambassador of the X-Play show. Uh, and the reason why she's been getting attacked lately is because she doesn't know what she's talking about most of the time. Where she like reported on X Play or or whatever show she was on, she's like, "Oh yeah, Microsoft owns Bioware," which is false. That that that's not it. EA owns Bioware. EA is part of the Game Pass, but she makes other uh, mistakes as well, and she sounds stupid most of the time. And obviously, when you say something stupid on the internet, you get called out for it. Yeah. And, I mean, and we've made mistakes on this show too. I mean, yeah, on. yeah. But if like a troll, like, what is the number one thing that we were always taught as shit? Either whether you're shit posters or not, don't feed the trolls. Don't acknowledge yeah. your That's insecurity. Not the most obvious. I feel like she know that too because she was an announcer for is it League of Legends or is it yeah, yeah Riot League Games? Okay. Anything Riot Games. Um, I don't know. She's been she's been involved with like you know Twitch and YouTube and all this stuff for a while. It, you know, it just seems obvious what it is is like today's i don't i don't know what generations whether it be our generation or gen x or whatever um they don't the people on twitch and youtube don't know that they always gotta acknowledge it and they always repeat it because every time like i see one of my favorite streamers or whatever my favorite uh content creators when they answer to a troll doing an obvious troll thing it's what they want. And by having her do her insecurity where she's like, well, I'm not, I don't look like Olivia Munn. Like you're right off the bat. You're already telling yourself that you're, you feel like you're ugly. And because other people are saying you look ugly. Now you're just mad and you want to become this victim character. Um, which, you know, obviously all the messages, messages that she got after this wasn't, it, it, it I feel like, they weren't as masses before. I feel like because she opened up her insecurity, now you're going to get all those messages that you were talking about before. Because I, I, I imagine you're going to probably have one or two that go like, oh, she looks like fucking Machine Gun Kelly, which that's funny, by the way, because she does look like Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly. Um, but like, you know, you'll have like one of those one or two people and then like the rest just doesn't care. Like, me, I, if you listen to what I talked about on my YouTube channel, I said I was giving G4 a chance because I'm like, I didn't hear anything stupid. Hey, if they, if they want to bring everything back and, you know, be with the times, I'm all for that. I was a big fan of G4. I was a big fan of tech TV. Will I watch? Well, when I say if this is the way things are going, they only have a year level. Um, like if, if it, hypothetically speaking, you know, she she might be a perfectly reasonable person and she just like was having a bad day and in the heat of the moment mm -hmm. said all the stuff and like in hindsight maybe i shouldn't have said it. maybe someone told her you shouldn't have said that or maybe she of her own of her own power was like no oh, maybe that wasn't the time to, to air the air that particular grievance but the fact of the matter is the g4 the station like ran with it and they like highlighted that clip and they like boosted it and posted it everywhere and I I don't know if that was the right thing to do. No. Um and the people that own uh G4 are people from Comcast and people that are from Comcast are NBC people. Uh so 
a lot of people were just like Comcast was kind of angry about this rant a little bit, but I'm just like, no, but you're dealing with a lot of people like Adam Sessler who wants to see his literal family members that are Republicans die, uh, are probably hiring people to push just like not push, but like to follow the social justice guideline book in a way where it's like, Oh, this person that is, you know, um, looking like frost is being victimized because she's a woman and she's not you know showing her titties or you know humping a fish like olivia munn did back in the day like they're trying to do this and it's just you don't do that when your audience is majority male you know when you bring them up mostly olivia munn gets brought up a lot but the fuck i mean she was there. She did it. Mm-hmm. I mean, she agreed to it. I don't know like anything about her time there, but I don't ever recall her saying like, Oh, they made me do this and I didn't want to do it. Or I hated that job or whatever, but <clears throat> everybody wants to bring up Morgan Webb, but I can't remember Morgan Webb really doing anything. I think it's just that um, people are complaining in the comments and specifically to frost that she's not as pretty as they are. Mm. sure i guess which i I guess that's true but i don't know like i said i want to double down on the fact that like you know what she's upset about has a lot of validity to it it's worth discussing it's just you know exploding in the middle of uh lightheartedly talking about red dead online i don't know that's the time to do it not on x that was my takeaway from it i I, not on x play i truly think that she got bothered by how you know people were getting on her for misinformation in gaming and instead of just being like okay maybe i need to do better maybe before i go to bed i'm not playing world of, uh, world of warcraft or any league of legends and i'm studying up on stuff that i'm going to be talking about on my professional show uh yeah. and, and she kind of brings that up because she's like oh i'm reading the same script as adam sessler but you're not getting on him well, that's because adam sessler knows what he's talking about <laughs> and he's a he's a better presenter. Yeah, like, she called League of Legends games sure, but I mean Adam Sessler's been doing this for like literally more than a decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just he's just better at it, and that's not necessarily like her fault. Maybe maybe that's not the position she should be in. Maybe they should shift her to something else. Just, he's been he's been doing this shit for twenty years or so, really. I mean, yeah, just just because you're reading the same script doesn't mean the performance is identical. Yeah, no. Just my main thing is like I, I'm. I could I could forgive someone who's gonna try to be better, or you know do something that's gonna you know shine her exper- experience in gaming. I, I I don't mind that at all. Just how she came about this and how she did it and how she she did the whole if you don't like what you're seeing you know fuck you don't watch. And then what people do the next day they said okay fuck you I'm not watching anymore and they unsubscribe. <laughs> like they lost twelve. I think the last count was like twenty three thousand subscribers. Um, and you just you just don't do that. Be be mindful of you know that you're in a market where there's majority of males and when G4 was doing Olivia Munn where she was pretty much pulling her panties out and throwing it into Olivia Munn pile or when she raw dogged a fucking hot dog with her mouth or when she went, you know, mud pie wrestling with somebody and then also hump a fish. Um, That was like the geeks man show 
in a way like that was perfectly fine if you're a feminist obviously you're not gonna like it because it objectifies olivia munn which she knew what she was doing because chris gore said that kevin and olivia munn were having fun what, what they were doing and chris gore he said before one of the set kevin pierre used to bring up some crazy shit on his phone before the the on-air light went on he would like show like a, a sexual picture and he'd be like oh shit what the fuck did i just see and then live you're live on the air he used to do pranks like that to people so i miss those times <laughs> as much as people hate the later end of g4 that those times were amazing because people just had fucking fun and you're just not gonna get a fun g4 <laughs> i could already tell by that rant that just happened well i i wouldn't count on stuff like that coming back <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. I, I think the best we can hope for is like a well-produced, thoughtful video game review show. Mm -hmm. Which they were going down that path. I mean, you have the complete. Yeah, I mean, they have a lot of really good talent. Yeah, the completionist. That dude. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. I, I love him. And apparently, you guys said Xavier Woods is there too. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the, the two of them alone, like that's fantastic. And uh, you know, Adam Sessler's a crazy person on Twitter, but he's talented. Yeah, yeah I, I, I Xavier, Xavier Woods introduced me to Windjammers. Just really? so you know. Yes. Well, then he's a saint. He's a saint. <laughs> and I spread the gospel from there. <laughs> the one last thing I want to bring up is what the fuck was Adam Sessler doing when he was clapping? He looked like a seal. That's what he did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. And he's like making like that stern face. It's like, settle down. <laughs> that's a fucking yeah. He's been a tool since 2014. Mm -hmm. that's true. Um, that's very true. I've got a couple things to say about it. Okay. And it'll be quick. Uh, like one has to do with like that whole thing about like, Oh, I don't read, I don't keep up on the news. Like everybody else does. And, like, here's the thing you're coming off like some idiot on a message board or in a Reddit when like you say things and make mistakes and they're not true. Hmm. There's an expectation for getting on camera, like having a fucking budget and shit. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you gotta like, you know, nut up or something a little bit in terms you're, of like you're a professional now yeah you need to try to and you know people still make mistakes you can be like hey i said this i was wrong sorry that's mm -hmm. what i do on this show like the Me next too. episode just, I, I fucked up we fucked up <laughs> uh the other thing this is just minor that's like are you really an xbox gamer if you just use game pass on pc is that like valid really i don't i don't know yeah i mean <sighs> Game Pass is worth championing. I, I'd say that. I don't know if that would make you like an Xbox fanboy. Or I, you're like an Xbox an Xbox representative. You know what I'm saying? Representative. I, think, so I think anyone who calls themselves an anything fanboy, uh, I immediately like stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> I get whatever you lose. I, I, I think the one so, reason why people were pissed off at how she said about that with the Game Pass thing is that she said hands down xbox won the console wars because of game pass and she goes even though i don't have the console i have game pass on pc and i have my playstation 5 so when you were when you pissed off sony fanboys being like bitch what you're talking about you know xbox winning because that's how console wars is stupid over a piece of piece of plastic um but like they were pissed off and then xbox people were like wait a second you only play game pass which is fine because game pass is a good deal if you have ultimate for pc and and the console 
But like, you shouldn't be saying those statements that they won the console war when you don't have a console yourself. Um, and weird. It's kind of weird semantic stuff, but yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's like that would be kind of like like okay, are you a PC gamer if you just have a Steam Deck? Sure. I don't know if you really count yourselves among that. Like. That's that's the things. I don't know if someone who only owned a Steam Deck would stand up to be counted among that. I don't know if someone's like, I want all the hardcore PC gamers to, to stand up and be proud. I don't know if they've got, so. got a Steam Deck. and I, I feel like that'd be like a similar thing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fine. It, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But, like, don't present yourself as being something, maybe. Just say, I, I have a, a Game Pass on pc and it's fun and i like what microsoft does on game pass Mm -hmm. uh the other thing exposing the business yeah uh that actually bothered me more than anything the fact that she's blurted out like we all use scripts here we don't write our own reviews i'm like what the fuck are you doing we don't play these games (laughs) (laughs) why why did you do that that was that was the time she like named the other presenters and she's like we don't play these games (laughs) like if i was them i'd be like Come on, I'm trying to have a career over here. Come on. <laughs> the fuck? It's like that made me lose even more interest in what they were doing. And I found out, oh, we don't write our own reviews. But then I, why the fuck do I care what you're saying about it then? I mean, I, at some level, I know that. I don't know. I, I guess it's kind of like wrestling and that like I know, but also you don't have to just like say it that way. Like, I, I, I want there to be some ambiguity about where your passion lies. Sure. Mm. Because obviously you're in this business because you like video games. So if you're talking about liking the new Call of Duty or, or you know, the new Mario or whatever, there's there's reasonable doubt for me to assume that you played the new Mario and loved it. Mm-hmm. But when you say something like that, it it casts this illusion, or, you know, it, it dispels this illusion and it kind of makes it seem like I don't actually like any games. I just read what they put in front of me. Yeah, I guess. I guess I'm dumb because I never had that suspicion about them. I always just thought, oh, yeah, that was their, their – they did it within the framework of that show. Yeah. That was their opinion. Apparently, it's not. Well, I, I, don't think, I don't think it's impossible for that to have been the case. Like, I, I, um, I, I don't know if there came a point where the completionists started doing, you know, such – I mean, the poor guys, like, reviewing, like, several games a month or something, like, even before G4. So, I mean, obviously, he's getting some help. But I still maintained the illusion that, no, he's completing all these games. He truly is a god. <laughs> Here's my thing on that. Like, obviously, if I know I know some people that work on TV, and I, and I know you guys probably know somewhat of what's going on in that type of work when it comes to TV. But you got to keep in mind, like, majority, majority of the people are having, like, wrestling still real to me damn it vibes when they're just like oh my favorite uh uh host adam sessler played this game and this is his thoughts like mm-hmm. people believe in that and that's why it was believable back then because i i was one of those people who used to wait for a certain ign or game spot or g4 and i'd be like oh red that game's gonna be cool and everything she just pretty much exposed the business she even though we know about it more today and how people that are on YouTube channels are more genuine than the actual uh, game journalist, as far as, you know, reviewing something and giving their opinion, you, you still don't expose it. You, you want to show that the reason why these new hosts are on G4 is because those are the, are the content creators that you're watching on Twitch 
and YouTube and you're getting that genuine um, opinion. And she just said, that's, she, that's how they present themselves. They present themselves as passionate gamers. So, you know. mm -hmm. and, and, yeah. and now, well, like you, I said, you got to provide me with some ambiguity and I'll meet you the rest of the way. Like, I'll just assume that's what's going on. Yeah. But when you take that ambiguity away, like what am I, I don't have anything left to believe in you with. <laughs> um, but Zach, I think you were still making your points or something. Yeah. And I got one last point. Okay. Uh, uh, I guess during the aftermath of all this, I looked at her Twitter. I think it was when Dubs shared his video he did on his channel about it. Mm -hmm. And I just went, because I was trying to find out more about this person, because I had no idea who this even was. Ditto. And uh, I looked at her Twitter, and she was, like, posting screenshots of, like, all these DMs and shit she's getting. And, like, essentially she was just like, thanks for all the clicks, assholes. And I'm like, how, how the fuck could you be so incensed about the, the treatment you get? And then you turn around and be like, have your cake and eat it too. Thanks for giving me the attention. The yeah. fuck is that? Yeah. And to go off of what and you that, did, that's further feeding the trolls too. Like that was like dub's first point. And you know, here we, 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 we did a nice little loop. We're back where we started. Like, and then, what are you doing? Stop it. <laughs> and she picked like the lowest, like of the low kind of shit you could say. Like just, just stupid shit that nobody's I mean, I'm really. Sure a lot of scumbags about. are sending her messages. I mean, let, let <laughs> you know. I, I don't think we're gonna go out on a limb here by saying those people suck. You know. Oh yeah. They're, they suck too. Like if those, yeah. if they those, suck worse. If anything, like you know, they're they're a worse feeling than she is, but they're not in the public light. Like she if, if those are real and what she posted are real people, then I, I believe. <laughs> uh, there's crazy people that do some certain things and keep in mind you could just create a, create a gmail account just like that quickly um mm -hmm. but <laughs> my favorite one was i used to like you i'm black and i don't like you <laughs> like that was sadly the most the, the most well-written and most cohesive one was that one <laughs> Uh, like I think I think the the worst one was probably the one where he's like, "You're so ugly, I wouldn't rape you if you were dead or some shit." Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like really? That's just so stupid. <laughs> the um, one last thing, uh, because she ends it where she's like, "How about we all just be nice to each other?" I'm like, "Wait a sec, you're not being nice to us." <laughs> like, not all of us are saying we we hope you get raped or you should look like Olivia Munn. Like, not all of us. Right off the bat, you're coming off to that broad base of male uh, gamers. Well, be a little bit careful because that is a bit of like a um a, a conversational fallacy or something. I, I made that phrase up. That's not real. But uh, I I. In her very minor defense, I think she does make a point to say the people who say this are shitty and I'm upset at them. I She never, that I recall, I only watched it like one and a half times, but she never says all men suck, all men are upset, I'm not hot, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, there's no reason to feel under attack just for having a penis, necessarily. Yeah, I think. I'll concede a little bit, but uh, okay. just... If, you, if you're going to have an actual conversation, I think don't come off guns blazing. Don't be like, boom, 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 fuck you, fuck you, and let's all be nice. And then end it that way. It's like, hey, this stuff is happening. And, like, you could tell she was building up because they were cheering her on, too. 
yeah, that they they were like goading her on, and also it was like you know, there's a reason it was like a passionate move. Like I don't, it wasn't. She didn't write this down. It wasn't under control. I, it it seemed like it had been brewing for a while. Something had been on her mind. I sure I, I think professionally they could have been like, hey, stuff is going on. We think it's wrong. Let's try to be better about this. Instead, it was like kind of like building up like a Hitler speech, like. <laughs> <laughs> Like it, it started off. Things are happening, and like, and then that's how I felt about it. And I was like, I don't care anymore. You seem also, like a you bitch. Were, you were somewhat wrong. She doesn't end it that way. She ends it by going peace, which is like the cringe cherry right on top of the cringe Sunday. Yeah, like, I, 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 no bones <laughs> about it. It was a big cringe Sunday. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that that happened pretty much last week so i guess we'll see what happens in this week let's see their numbers and stuff uh they they shut down their subreddit on uh on reddit so because that's always a good sign yeah and they're only accepting positive posts so it's more like you go girl you say what you gotta say instead of like all the opposite opinions also it's like when youtube disables the the dislike uh ratio yeah god damn it i so stupid that's a whole other conversation god damn people. So, so before we get to the big news i did say there was a third news here and uh i don't know if you were following this but it deals with nfts so troy baker just out of nowhere on friday decided to tweet this and people just went off on him he wrote i'm partnering i'm partnering with voice verse nft to explore ways where together we might bring new tools to new creators to make new things and allow everyone a chance to own and invest the ips they create we all have to tell us uh, we all have a story to tell you can hate or you can create what it will be and literally everybody said no (laughs) and they were just like bringing up references about joel from last of us part two and they're just like what the fuck are you doing it was a big uproar so he was trying to peddle NFT shit, and I don't think he's backing down, which I guess I could be somewhat um, be like, that's kind of cool that he's still take, sticking to his guns no matter what. Uh, but the other side of me is like, no, don't do NFTs. Why? 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 I, I have I only have one remaining shred of an opinion about NFTs at this point. Mm-hmm. And just from being on Reddit and being on Twitter and being on Facebook and everywhere else, the only thing I could think about it anymore isn't so much that like, oh, NFTs are evil, blah, 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 because I don't care for them necessarily. But I don't see people talking about NFTs as a positive thing anymore. I only see people talking about them like really really angrily against it and like making fun of it a lot of people saying like someone asked if we would make nfts we said no and everyone's like yeah awesome and then like people on twitter like you mentioned nfts oh ratioed lol and it's like that's all i'm seeing now is all of these people who are like extremely against it and if they would all shut up nfts would go away and they wouldn't be worth fucking 20 ethereum or whatever they're worth Especially like, in gaming, they're, yeah, like, they're like super against it. Gaming, I guess I don't blame them though because I, yeah, I mean, I I get why they're against it. Just like that's all I hear is the against. Like if you just shut up, it'll go away probably. Maybe. I think it's just everybody's so shell shocked and used to fighting all these fucking ways companies try to monetize them and shit. Yeah, I guess it, everybody's just ha- had to deal with that for so long that whenever they get it, like a feeling of that. 
the knee-jerk reaction is like to go against it like vehemently. It's like, no, stop. No, I don't want stop trying to nickel dime me to death with shit. But, I, mean, I get it. It's it's stupid. But uh, it, if someone wants to own a picture of like a really ugly monkey, whatever. <laughs> uh, it doesn't affect my life at all. I don't care. I still don't understand that. Like people could just screen cap shit. Like, what is so special mm. about it? Like you have the original file. The original ver- version of the shit that was created on a computer. This is a really unfair way to put it, but I saw someone on Reddit explain F- NFTs, and it was like the funniest fucking thing I'd ever seen. Someone said, I still don't understand NFTs. Someone explained it to me. And a guy replied to him and said, okay, well, imagine you have a really hot wife, and everyone is just railing the shit out of her all the time, but you have the marriage license. <laughs> 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 that's a good analogy oh, yeah kinda yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I, I I think what like annoys me is like gaming publishers like Activision not, was it Activision I think or was it 2k I don't remember I think it was like one of those companies but they're just like Ubisoft. we're gonna yeah, Ubisoft's we, doing NFT stuff yeah we're gonna put this well, in our, now, that that's kind of unfair it's a misnomer NFT technology may or may not be involved but they're building a game in which items are stored on a blockchain. It is the same but different. Well, my thing is that they're going to pred- predatorize it in a way. Feel like Predatory! Yeah, and it's like... Bullshit. I feel like they're just trying to make more money, which a business is supposed to Duh. do that. A business is, yes, they are! A business is I supposed feel like to... NFTs are just a grab to make <laughs> Yeah, but my main thing yes. is like... <laughs> Where are you, a corpo trash person? <laughs> the same people that are like going against it are the same people that are still buying fucking loot boxes. Like I don't understand that. I don't understand that outrage. It's like then they know that you're there's they're gonna get you with these NFTs as well because if you're still getting loot boxes and skins and stuff, like what stops you from getting this exclusive uh, waifu fucking armor for your Halo um, NFT? Like, what's going to stop you? You're the only person that could stop it. Yeah. And they just. Look in the mirror. (laughs) But uh, yeah, Troy Baker got shit for it. And it was just crazy seeing, like, literally everyone who gushes over him be like, fuck you. Like, there was some posts to be like, fuck you. Like, they were going that hard hate a little bit. Um, And then this big news that happened. Um, So. I woke up and went to work and you guys were talking about it on Facebook and that's how I found out about it. Uh, Zach shared it first. He was, he was Johnny on the spot. That yeah. was me. I woke up, I looked at the news and the first thing I saw Activision or says Microsoft bought Activision. I was like, what? I shared it immediately. I still can't believe that. Like you shared it. I was like, this is, this is a joke link. There's no way. And then I was reading it. It's like, okay, it's real, but there's gotta be some weird asterisk here. No, they just lock stock and barrel. They fucking own Activision Blizzard now. <laughs> it, one, it's going for like $69.7 billion, um, which people are rounding it to like 70. I, I would rather keep it by 69. So it could be like, nice. I thought it was 68.7. I, I'm seeing like different people are saying 68. People are saying 69. Regardless, it's like one of the most expensive acquisitions like ever. Mm-hmm. That's a bunch of goddamn money. And, and pe- people are like, oh, it's so much. But you got to remember, they're getting Call of Duty. They're getting all of Blizzard. And uh, 
I think this is really important, and a lot of people are leaving this out of the conversation. They got King Games, you know, the Candy Crush people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Candy Crush by itself is worth billions. So, I mean, they got that too. A lot of people aren't putting that in conversation. They're just like, oh, they own Call of Duty and they own World of Warcraft now. Lol. No, they own Candy Crush too. <laughs> not to mention the back catalog. Uh, yeah, not to mention everything else. And I've been, I've been. The mind races all day long with like possibilities. What are they going to cancel? What are they going to maybe like try to revive? Does Microsoft give a fuck about all these franchises that Activision just raped to death over the years? I mean, Tony Hawk, Our Hero, Skylanders. Is that money sitting on the table to them? Is it not? I don't know what's going on. I uh, one they're going to one we have to get to the part where they're legally officially with microsoft because i don't i've heard june is when the deal is final i heard 18 months the deal is final um but like you said andy like usually when they announce it usually means they're on the final stages of getting everything done it's just a matter of time um before the deal is closed because both sides said pretty much yeah this deal is pretty much set in stone kind of when in reality it's not set in stone until it's officially legally done um, so they got to get through that hurdle and then you have to get through the hurdle, which games are still going to be on multi-platforms because Phil Spencer did say that there's going to be some games that are going to be on PlayStation. And the only thing I could think of is call of duty. They, they did that when they bought Bethesda, they said, look, some of these games are just already developed for the PlayStation. So we're just going to roll with it and we're going to make that money. Mm-hmm. But I believe that they will halt PlayStation development at this point so you know what was already because usually companies are working on games before we hear about them like whatever was going to be announced in june at e3 is in development studios at activision right now Mm -hmm. so there's there's behind closed doors conversations about do we release call of duty civil war on playstation or not we're we're like a quarter of the way through development we've already spent 30 million dollars on it maybe we should just finish up Mm mm-hmm I think it's going to be weird seeing like games be over there be like, hey, this Call of Duty game, I'm just assuming Call of Duty would be on multiple platforms. Be like, oh, look, you're giving money to Sony, uh, you're giving money to Xbox because that's where the money's funneling to when you buy a Call of Duty game on PlayStation. Now, the ordinary casual person's not, not going to give a fuck. They're going to be like, who cares? I'm playing my Call of Duty. Um, but if they do make call of duty exclusive to fucking xbox that's a big fucking deal because there's still people that are playing the game even though we all say it's shit um there's still people it's still in the top 10 like bought games and shit of all time um so having them exclusively on xbox is going to be big if that happens um it's a big move i mean phil spencer's always been talking about we need billions of people on fucking Xbox, like the Game Pass stuff. And what a way is to buy Activision where you have a big MMO base of, with World of Warcraft. Uh, you have Overwatches, which is still a big community. Um, and then you have StarCraft. Will we get StarCraft 3? Is that going to be a thing? I want it to be a thing. What about the, uh, the, the StarCraft Ghost game that wasn't supposed to be RTS? Bring that project back. Bad. Bring it back. It's not coming back. It's not coming I, back, Stan. I just the, the the most thrilling thing to part about this to me is everyone keeps saying, you know, Blizzard, which we know, Warcraft, Starcraft, Overwatch, Diablo, some other stuff. Mm. 
and Call of Duty, and then a bunch of franchises that Activision has driven into the ground. Uh, but they also own Crash Bandicoot and Spyro the Dragon. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of a big deal. And yeah. uh, I don't know, there was some other smaller stuff. There's like a lot of like old stuff that Activision clearly doesn't care about, but will Microsoft care about? I'm talking like Zork, um, Gabriel Knight, a few other things that uh, they bought from like Infovision, a few other companies a long time ago. That that's what I'm more interested about. Like they're not going to resurrect StarCraft Ghost for no reason. I don't think they might, but mm. I'm more interested in hey, we have all these IPs and we have all these other studios. You know, what if these losers that work for Bethesda or something would develop a new Gabriel Knight point and click game or something like that? Or how about this, Phil Spencer? Try to correct the one thing that Activision did stupid about. Bring back Sierra Games. Bring back the old people that used to work for Sierra Games. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think there's money in there because they own King's Quest, they own Space Quest, they own Police Quest now. Gabriel Knight. Mm. Get the SWAT, uh-huh. ga- SWAT games back. SWAT. Yeah. You're in my way, sir. SWAT 5, <laughs> let's go. That's right, man. SWAT, you're right. Holy shit. <laughs> Call back. Yeah, but it, it, it's a big deal. I mean, you you have Bethesda, which is like more of the rpg mmo and kind of like first person with doom and uh wolfenstein and then you have <laughs> now you have call of duty you have diablo and world of warcraft that that's a big player base and especially if you're going to make it somehow exclusive to xbox and the game pass like that, that'll make xbox slash pc just shooter town usa like mm-hmm. so you know <laughs> you can play battlefield on playstation but that's kind of it mm-hmm. i just i still I just want to hammer home one more thing. Um, in the late 90s, PlayStation ran a bunch of commercials where Crash Bandicoot stood outside Nintendo you know, uh, headquarters and shouted about how cool the PlayStation is. Crash Bandicoot is owned by Microsoft now. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. insane. used to be a PlayStation mascot. So did Spyro. It's, it's, like, it's like Sony buying Mario or some shit. It's crazy. <laughs> Sony's going to buy Nintendo now. <laughs> Damn it. That's the only way they can outdo this. I mean, like, if tomorrow, if tomorrow that happened, or if Nintendo was like, hey, we fucking buddy A, fuck it. Or something like that's the only other thing that can happen. I, <laughs> keep in mind, I'm not for the console wars or anything, but, like, people are, like, flexing, which, hey, if you're in that war and if you're Microsoft right now, you have the momentum, you could be flexing. Um, don't count Sony out yet. Um they have single player games that are, are like critically acclaimed. They get so much awards and shit. Spider-Man was amazing. We're going to be getting Spider-Man 2. We're going to be getting Wolverine uh game. There's uh other games that I'm probably mi- uh Horizon Horizon Forbidden West is coming out next month. God of War Ragnarok. Like those games are going to be big. But at the same time, like Game Pass is a good deal. And literally, you have all the Bethesda, and now you have all of Activision's library, which I, I guarantee a big chunk is going to be in Game Pass. Like, any Call of Duties that you haven't been playing, Vanguard, you might see it on Game Pass pretty soon. Um, Weird side bit of news. Uh, they were announcing games for Game Pass next month. Uh, Windjammers 2, day one. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> And also, uh, I can't wait for Diablo 4 to come out with uh, the Doom Slayer DLC. That would be, be kick it. <laughs> or Master Chief. Um, 
you guys were big into Rainbow Six Siege. What's your guys' opinions on Extraction? It's coming out in Game Pass if you have Game Pass. I uh, I don't know. It seems cool, maybe, probably. I I got slightly Rainbow Sixed out, but I would play it. I don't have Game Pass though, so I'm. I'll I'm, you, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pay sixty bucks for it. Is what I mean. Yeah, I'll let you guys know about it because I have Game Pass, so I'll let you guys know. Um, yeah, they announced it's gonna be on there too, didn't they? Yeah. Any final word before we get to what Sony bought compared to this sixty-eight billion dollar deal? Should have done it the reverse order, but um, this is really exciting, and you know I try not to be like a huge goon about the console wars, blah blah blah. But I have to admit, when I read that, I was it kind of did make me feel pretty good about my Xbox purchase last year. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, all right, that's pretty cool for me because I have a console for that. So I, you know, it's it's cool. But again, like you said, don't count. Sony's still gonna have ton of shit it's yeah I, I just wish um this is great activision blizzard that's awesome i still wish the rumors would have been true that they were buying a japanese studio because that's what i think they really need i don't think he's done yet i think i, I know i know yeah. like I, I still i still wish to hear fucking sag atlas or fucking i don't know capcom buy up konami's ips yeah. square that would be a coup yeah it- god I would rather have Sega because I want the Yakuza library on there. Yeah, I mean, it's on there now. It's on Game Pass now. <laughs> oh, some of it's Let's leaving. Persona. Oh, is Shin Megami yeah. Tensei. You get a yeah, I mean, if you, if you had Sega Atlas, you'd have all the Yakuza games. You'd have all Shin Megami and Yakuza. Mm-hmm. Persona is what I'm going to say. Sonic, of course. Sandy, 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 Sandy. <laughs> you'd finally have the coveted Streets of Rage franchise. You'd mm-hmm. get all the Knights games. Yeah, all um, one of two of them. Two of I mean, them. One. one. <laughs> Come on, Microsoft, do it. Zach, I, what, I just, doing fine. Zach, do you have any final words about this deal? Uh, no. I just kind of wonder what's uh, what's gonna coalesce about it later. I saw Bobby Kotick was gonna leave. And I'm like, that's good. And I heard about how a lot of higher ups are already gone. That's probably a good thing. Yeah. I was trying to find like an, a solid list because I really wanted to see what was going on with that. That's that's one of the the be- this is like the best thing that could have happened to Activision in hindsight because they have all these losers and and uh, you know, sexual predators and in these high positions, you know, allegedly, presumably, according to the courts and and stuff. And now they're just going to get rid of them all. Microsoft's going to be like, hey, we axed all those people. So a person that a. Thank you for actually bringing up Kotick. A, a person that I, uh, I'm in another Discord. He, uh, this person brought up the idea that, oh, Kotick might still be the guy at Activision. I'm like, all right, well, let's let's just play with the reality that he, he is going to stay during the deal. He ain't the boss anymore. He, everybody reports to Phil, uh, Phil Spencer. They right. report to Microsoft. So if, if anything, if any shady shit with sexual har- harassment uh, will be dealt with by Phil Spencer, it just sucks that if Kotick was there, you, you don't want that person there. And I think Bobby knows that. I think he's no, like, yeah, I, yeah, he's it's time for him to go. Like, yeah. If he doesn't go willingly, I can't see Microsoft being like, yeah, sure, you can stick around. Like, no, and yeah. Microsoft would be like, get the fuck out of here. It, and it, it, here's your severance package. Live yeah. in luxury for the rest of your life, I guess. And what's funny, j- let me just explain this one thing before we move to what Sony bought. And I'm not making fun of that, but I'm, I just, we should put that before the big deal. But anyway, um, 
there was like interviews before this deal because they were talking about Activision with Phil Spencer and Phil Spencer was kind of like being neutral about it. Uh, he wasn't like automatically disavowing it during his interview. Um, they're like, Oh, what do you think about that? Like Activision? Like, Oh, it, you know, that stuff is bad, but you know, the developers, he, he brought up the developers and all that. I'm like, wow, it's kind of weird. Cause you would think, yeah, developers, developers, developers. <laughs> you would, you would think Bring that guy back. Yeah. <laughs> you would think Phil Spencer would be like, yeah, I disavow right away and like shit on these people, but he didn't. And then that interview kind of makes sense now of what happened here because he's like, yeah, I wanted to bring up something else. I'm glad you said that yeah. because I was thinking about when we said that um, we were reporting on the show here about uh, at the game awards, they said that they were going to downplay all the Activision stuff and they weren't going to bring it up at all. In hindsight, that could have been Microsoft pushing for that. It's like, look, we want to, we want to clean up Activision's image as much as we can in the next few months. Because we're gonna like fucking buy them, maybe. So it would be cool if we could not bring this up, and that 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 could have been a behind the scenes thing, like just like you were saying, like leading up to this, all some stuff is starting to make some sense. Yeah, and <laughs> you keep on bringing me to another point, but <laughs> but like the the people that were because there was many camps that opened after this Activision deal, and one of the camps was. Oh look, you know you're buying this shitty company with the city shitty values and all that stuff, and you know, oh the only reason why you bought it was because of money. It's like yes, the reason why you bought it because is the money because of the business and everything. But you also got to think if you want that change, and we all, uh, I, at least me, at least I know that Phil Spencer is wanting to have this you know clean uh, and happy nature of working where you're working. And also, $69 billion to be worth it. Yeah, but you, you, you have to you know, have that money making uh, stuff and to clean up the structure of Activision. And he's also for, which I disagree with Phil Spencer on, is that if you cause shit and get reported for some type of hate crime and all that stuff or hate speech, he wants you banned on all platforms. And I thought the whole thing... I'm I like, saw that too. Yeah, and... yeah and I thought... Now I understand Call of Duty. That's the most toxic people that you wanted. So is he <laughs> is he trying to ban people in there too? He's getting after him now. He says, "Well, fine, fuck it. I'll just buy the whole company." <laughs> but he's, uh, been in, he's been in a lot of stuff lately. I was reading something else he was talking about, and this is apropos very little, and um, it's only speculative on his part. But he said that he fully expects Sony to launch their own equivalency to game pass and they kind of have something now but he means for them to like make it a lot better like the xbox game pass is now and that's why they'll never slow down mm -hmm. he says no we're every month we're talking about this needs to get bigger or we're gonna we're gonna lose or we're gonna do something like that, that was an interesting mindset i thought because he said anytime now sony's gonna come out and said that they have their own version of game pass and it's gonna sound better than ours that's why we need to make sure that ours is constantly better. Yeah, and um, he he brought up the idea. Well, no, back to like what Sony was saying. There was rumors that they were going to release a package. Uh, PlayStation Plus will have PlayStation Now, and PlayStation Now will be kind of like what Game Pass is, where you get to download the games. It always sounded like it was going to be, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. It was like a beta version, and then like, oh shit, Game Pass is actually better. We need to fucking hurry up, and that's where it's leading to yeah. now. And 
when we heard rumors about that everywhere, I bet you Phil Spencer's like, you know what? First, we're going to get Rainbow Six Extraction. Then we're going to put Windjammers 2, even though I'm pretty sure there's like a small community for Windjammers, but I'm fucking hyped for that shit. Yeah, but the, the, all the cool people were in it. Yeah, you yeah. Grow them. And then Spread the word when you find it. And then he's like, you know fucking what? We're going to buy Activision. Fuck you. <laughs> Let's steal your spotlight. Uh, but Sony did buy something good. I mean, even though it's a small company, they do good work on remakes. So, Zach, what, what company got bought over the weekend? Um, uh, Sony bought Blue Point on like they announced it at least on Sunday, I think it was, and uh, I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting because they've been doing all these remasters and remakes and stuff. It's Demon Souls most recently, right? Yeah, it looks. And that's been. But they also deal. did the Shadow of the Colossus remake, and it ruled. Yeah, or remaster, not remake, remaster. Yeah, and now they're working on their own original game. That's what I'm excited about. Like, if they can yeah. remake this game so well, I want to see their original stuff. And there's, like, nobody knows anything about it other than it's an original game. And there's a mystery rumor that they're creating a Metal Gear remake that's supposed to come out for a while now. Which, I roll. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. But, I, feel, uh, I feel like there's like 30 concurrent Metal Gear rumors at any given time. There's Castlevania rumors. There's there's Konami rumors. I think it's all just, it's not even speculation. It's just, I wish they would blank. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Well, me too. I want, I, I I want they... winning 11-12. That's what I want. <laughs> I don't know. The last winning 11 sucked balls. Well, maybe this one won't. <laughs> yeah. But, um... I mean, it's a, it's a wait and see kind of thing. It's it's nothing as the caliber of what Activision is right now because they have so much, you know, Blizzard shit and Activision stuff that was bought along the way. Um, Blue Point, they give they don't have quantity, but they do, definitely do have quality. Um, so you know that's a good pickup for Sony. I think what they're gonna do is they're gonna pick up, they're gonna go the cheap route. They're gonna get all these small companies. They're going to give them one project to do that's going to be an IP because what is good good about gaming? New IPs. <laughs> like having new IPs and creating new franchises are good. And I think Sony needs to do that or keep doing that. Uh, they've, they've been doing a really good job with it. Like uh, like Sucker Punch in, in particular, I feel like it's been doing a great job. Naughty Dog as well. But Naughty Dog's been doing some sequels, I guess. So maybe not. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Why not? Well, do you guys have any final words about that? Not about Blue Point specifically. I just really want to see what they're making. I wish mm. I knew what it was, but I don't. All right. We'll find out come E3. Maybe. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see both Microsoft and Sony's presentations come E3 at this point. Then mm. Nintendo will steal it low key. Yeah, somehow. So they're both going to be like, we bought every game company. We're releasing every game you want. And then Nintendo would be like, we're releasing the game you didn't know you <laughs> Everyone's gonna be like, oh, I've always wanted that, but I didn't know it. Super Mario RPG Switch. <laughs> that would do it. That would do it for me. I mean, it's it's a brand new Super Mario RPG made in conjunction with Square. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about this today, and I know this is impossible, but Microsoft needs to figure out a Smash Brothers style thing to do with all the IPs they own. Do they, did they want to, though, after they saw Sony try to do it? It was just kind of blah, nobody yes, cared. Yes, like Sony All-Star sucked, but they they didn't have as much at their disposal as Microsoft now does with both Bethesda and Activision and Blizzard, I feel like. I don't know. It's just it's my stupid my stupid 
no thinky gamer brain just being like, oh, I wish all these characters would get together and have an orgy. It'd be great. I love it. You know what Phil okay. Spencer, you know, Phil Spencer, he should like get Sakurai. Be like, hey, you want to make a billion dollars? Just make us. He's a, retired. Just, just make us a Smash game, but don't call it Smash. What would it be? Sakurai's like out. In a Never farm. sleep like, again, Sakurai. He's chopping wood, shirtless. He's, he's, he's out there by himself, and then like <laughs> some land in a helicopter. And his Phil, yeah, Phil Spencer car. lands in a helicopter. And he comes up to him, he's like, "I came to talk to you." What it was? He just starts talking <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I think we're gonna end the episode here. Uh, we had some. We actually had more news to talk about than the actual movies that we watch or TV shows. Um, we didn't have news forever, and then all the news struck in a week. Yep. Blammo. I hope more of that happens. But uh, if you want to watch more Big Trouble Podcasts, make sure you go on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, we're on Alexa. If you say Alexa, play Big Trouble Podcasts, it will happen. Um, we're everywhere, man. Uh, and me and Zach are going to be doing the Nemesis Project soon for Revelations. I don't know if we're doing it Thursday or during the weekend. We still have to come up with details for that. Um, this week it will happen it will happen revelations one um if you want to know our opinions on that tune in um but until next time uh we'll see you next week thanks for listening Bye.